0: Okay, we'd like, first of all, to welcome you all formally to Vancouver, and uh, thank you for allowing us your time here. Uh, I'm Red Robinson, this is Tom Peacock, and Ed Carl, you have nameplates and we don't.
1: Dave, how was the show last night? Oh, it was fine. Where Where was it? it? Um, (laughs) I've
0: been following you around Sacramento, San Francisco, Portland. Portland,
1: yes. Completely sold out.
0: Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. This, I understand, is your third uh, tour of the United States or third visit to the United States. What was the first occasion?
1: Um, the first time we came over was purely to do two Ed Sullivan shows. Um, the last visit and this visit purely to do a tours. So this is actually our second tour.
0: Your second tour. Yeah. Is it is the tour uh, living up to your expectations of what you ex- you know expect? Yeah.
1: Very much indeed.
0: By the way, I understand directing another question at you, Dave, uh, that you have worked in films. Uh, Any well-known movies that uh, the audience would know of as a stuntman?
1: Um, The Victors, but if you went. um,
0: If you sneezed, you missed
1: him. Yeah, if you you (laughs) sneezed.
0: Uh, I think there was another one too mentioned, the VIPs, is right, yes. And we're here with the VIPs right now. Yeah, uh, I'd like right. to ask Mike Smith a question. The, your group is one of the more, uh, shall we say, handsome groups out today. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> according, to according to your fans, uh, do you think this is a drawback, Mike, uh, on the group? A drawback? Yeah, you know, having fairly really good yes, looks, yes, for you know.
2: Example. Well, I don't know, it's all a matter of opinion, you know. I mean, my God, you play this guy <laughs> <lot> every day. <laughs> no, I, I can't see it's a drawback. I can't see it it's a help, you know. I don't know really, I can't see where it sells records, you know. I mean, you can't sell 8 million records just because you look good, even if you do look good.
0: No, but do you remember the era just before this one, and I'm, I'm not drawing really any comparison, because the era just before this one was pretty dull, before uh, your people came along, uh, but everybody had to be a pretty boy, it didn't matter how they sang, you know.
2: Oh. Yeah, but well, we all have our spasms, you know, we all have our turns, but no, I don't, I don't think so. <coughs> I think maybe it helps a little, I can't see that it hinders, But overall, you know, um, for a short period of time, at the beginning, maybe, you can sell records for good looks. Maybe, but, uh, I mean, have a look for yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lenny Davidson, I'd like to ask you, uh, during your tour of North America, have you ever had any thoughts of, uh, say, moving out of England to the United States or to Canada or to anywhere else?
2: Not really, no.
0: Do You really, you know, you, are prefer you sold on staying home. A bit I prefer
1: England, yeah.
2: How
1: about
0: all of you? Do you all prefer living at
1: home? Yes, you know, there's no place like home. Sorry, yeah, it's no. the same as you going to England. You know, it's nice to get back to Canada, but nice we, Canada. you know, this is like our second home. But naturally, all our parents and relations and friends are back in England. Dave, when I was talking to you on the phone, as a
0: matter of fact, you were running from a crowd of girls uh, and guys. As a matter of fact, down in Sacramento. Oh. I think it was. <laughs> and I, I asked you uh, on the phone, I said, uh, you you know, the Liverpool sound, now you explained that this is uh, a thing that the press has made head of, but it's not necessarily
1: from Liverpool, the English groups, as yours. You um, no, we're from London, you know. I don't think there's such a thing as a Liverpool sound, and there's not such a thing as a Tottenham sound, which they call our sound. Because the point is, if we come from Liverpool and the, Liverpool, and the Beatles have come from London, you know, it will be in reverse. It's just a commercial sound. It's the same as if a group makes a record in New York. They don't say it's the New York sound. Mm, It's just a commercial record. And it's something the press have played on.
3: All right, how about the other guys? You got any questions Yeah, I got one for you. I was just wondering, as, as I rode up here from the airport with your road manager, and uh, he said he noticed a tremendous difference in that Canada seems so much like Britain compared to the States. Yeah. Do you, all you fellas know that Yes, yeah. yes I mean, it, it does. Yeah, was much. It the rain that did it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't always rain no, in Britain, you know, good. but it's, uh, it's just nice. It's just
3: still How about movies? I understand you have a movie coming up in January, Dave.
1: That's right, yes.
3: And uh, what type of movie is it?
1: It's a thriller, uh, come adventure which we will be seen acting seriously and um, not playing. We won't
3: be performing at all? No. We not a musical do it at all?
1: No. We will, we will record the complete soundtrack of the film. That's all we will do musically.
0: Mm. I understand that uh, each one of you owns a, a, a separate mansion in England, is that true? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Len has got a tent at the moment. <laughs> How about any Rolls Royces in the group? Well,
2: mm. Rose Canardley. Oh, is that right? Well, Rose right. down one side of the old can got the other side. <laughs> <laughs>
1: think A Rolls Royce is an old man's car,
2: actually.
0: Somebody was reaching there. <laughs> Somebody was reaching there. Uh, let's ask Dave uh, Clark again. In your estimation, who is the uh, who is the greatest actor living or deceased?
1: In your opinion, being that you were as, or are associated with movies, motion Um I like Richard Burton. And why is that? Uh, I think he's, he's, very, very he's a very good actor. You know, I, I was on the film Beckett, which is Shakespearean, which I am not a great Shakespearean fan. I was fascinated by, you know, the way he, he projected his voice, the way he, you know, it was very good.
0: Out of all of these questions so far, how many of these have been asked before?
1: <laughs> <children>. <laughs> Everyone, but that one hasn't been asked. Oh, good, yet. good,
0: good, good.
1: It's normally how do we start? You see, and it gets a standing well, joke, well, and I always good. get lumbered with it. Okay. <laughs> so don't ask <laughs> it, lumberjack.
0: Get started. What do you think the chances are? Let's ask Denny here. He's doing a cartoon. He's drawing something. Uh, what do you think the chances are of a group as yours? sticking together because with a single artist it's it's not a, a problem because he probably has a manager, he could change a manager or a label, but uh, uh, how do you feel, Denny, about the you know longevity of the group? How, how do you think they'll stay and fare uh, together?
2: Well, they'll stay together, as long as you, you uh, pull together, you know, as we've been doing.
0: How no. do you all work together? I mean, do you find any complications Fine. with separate lives and separate No.
3: Lives? Would you fellas each uh, become a separate musician, supposing the group should break up, or uh, would you stay with music?
1: Um, Possibly, yeah. We'd possibly um, form groups of our own. I'd form Uh, one jazz group, I should think.
3: What tip could you give to, say, a local talent, a group like yourselves or someone in this country who is just beginning in this business? Uh, It's a well-known fact that a group, and I don't think you people could uh, could say uh, really, honestly, that you're any different, there are times when little riffs do come up, I think it's very common, even with your wife, you know. But uh, what would you say is the uh, is the main secret for sticking together when one of these little riffs do come up? No one goes away with a hot head or...
1: No, or well, 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 with out? a group, I think there should be one person who makes the decisions, and everybody's going to respect them for it, for it, and whether it's the right or wrong decision. That way you don't argue. You We always discuss what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And we normally come on a, an agreement between ourselves, but you find this one person has got to make a decision. But the main thing is, you know, we've been together a long while, and we know one another's good and bad points. Uh-huh. You have your disagreements anybody who says they don't have a disagreement is a liar because I mean, <laughs> you can't travel That's 24 just right. hours a day. rebel, you know. He gets the
2: whip out. How long is a long time,
1: Dave? Um, well, two and a half years, you know. Yeah. But professionally, about eight months now.
0: Are you fellows investing your uh, your money, your earnings, or do you ever see it, or what?
1: We see no. <laughs> <Well>, it <laughs> on paper. It Comes and goes. Well, they're on $3 a week now, you know, it's never right, No, Is that how it works, really, with your, with your finances? This no, we invest, you know, all the boys invest in property. They've got houses and cars, and we just invest. As you know, the record uh, situation
0: in North America is different in releasing uh, particular songs and records from England. What was the uh, release you had over, you know, the first one you had in England? Well,
1: the first one in England was um, Do You Love Me? but that only got to about number 19, 20 in the Hit Parade. The second one was Glad All Over, which got to number one, mm-hmm. so Glad All Over, consequently, was the first one which was released over here, but Do You Love Me was the second. And the current
0: one, Any Way You Want It, now when was this released in England? This
1: was released in England, yes. Just recently? No. Two months ago, three months ago. And everybody Two knows? Months. How
2: long ago? Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody knows it's never been released in England, no. You're kidding. No. It that was going to be the follow-up to Bits and Pieces, but we decided to hold it back.
0: How long uh, do you give, the? And this is a very hard question, uh, in, in that, who can predict, but you're, you're being part of it, how do you feel the, uh, I'm calling it the Liverpool sound, but let's say the British hitmakers, as you people yeah. are,
1: uh, will, how long do you think it'll last, this whole trend? I think, it, um, naturally, the thing goes in a boom, and it will only last for so long, but I think you're always going to get the certain amount of groups that are going to last, providing they keep turning out commercial records.
0: Well, I'd like to ask all of you, and it's hard for everybody to answer at once, and it's very hard to inter- interview five people, but what do you owe, or, or what factor do you think is most outstanding for the tremendous upsurgence of British groups as, as has happened in 1964? It'll be the year of Britain and the world of music. Uh,
1: well, I think it's about time we had a crack of the whip, actually. That's <laughs> no, very true, but um, what, The Americans hard? have ruled the pot world for a long while, and they've made excellent records. Um, What they haven't realized is they've tried to progress. The last phase was the Phil Spector sound with the Ronettes Mm. and Crystals. Um, But really the sound, which a lot of the British groups are producing today, happened about eight years ago. And what they haven't realized is the teenagers of eight years ago are now grown up and married, and the teenagers of today are a completely new set.
0: And they need their own idols Mm. and their own music. Yes,
1: but it's sort of more or less a lot of the British sound is a revival of the oldies. See, I've heard a lot of things... Uh, I mean, like Twist and Shout, for instance, and mm-hmm. even Do You Love Me. I mean, was a very big hit by The Contours, Twist and Shout, The Eilid Brothers.
0: I, I've heard things that, uh, wild. everybody tries to figure out how you get your British sound, and I'm not asking you to give away trade secrets, but people say sometimes you, instead of using the ordinary
1: echo chamber effect, that you uh, mm-hmm. use sound waves over water and all of <laughs> No, this is a lot of rubbish. Um, uh, um, our particular, you know, the way we make our records, um, we produce them ourselves, we have no recording mm-hmm. managers, so we mm. we relied on um, mainly um, uh, audience yeah. reaction, you know, something you could dance to, something you could listen to, you know, and it's something we experimented with. But um, as regards to all these echoing effects, it's a it's a lot of rubbish, unless you use it in gimmicks. Our latest record, I mean, we've used a, an, e- an echo gimmick. But I think there's so many groups in England, and they run into thousands. You know, people say you've got to be able to read music. We can read music, and most of the groups can. But that's not true in one sense. You've got to be able to feel what you're playing. And these people play because they enjoy it and they can produce this on record, whereas you can get some professional session men that will sit in the studio, and they've got the music in front of them, they'll play what's there, but they won't feel it. And I think this is a...
0: Do you have much say then? In other words, is that what you are telling me? That you have a lot of say in what you do put out? What,
1: what, what we put out is entirely up to us, you know. We, we make the records ourselves, we've got no um, recording manager. I've just got a contract with the record company, whereas we produce the discs and supply to them the ones we want released. So you're like a Phil Scepter yourself then? Yeah. You produce yeah. and put the yeah. group together. How do you
3: feel being compared to the Beatles all the time? This must certainly happen.
1: Um, in England it does no rise. Over here it does, as I said, because the Beatles were the first ones to conquer the American market. It's one of the things you've got to accept. But the thing what gets me is I don't know whether you get the magazines here you do in America, where they have Dave Clark Five versus the Beatles, yeah, which yeah, is a lot yeah. of rubbish oh, um, because We've never made any of the comments in the magazines, the Beatles haven't, and um, it's a propaganda sheet, you know, they, they do so many things which you can't do in England. For, for instance, you know, there's a picture of Haley Mills and myself in a nightclub and we're, we're engaged, and I've never met Hayley Mills in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and what they've done is they've taken a picture of me and a uh, picture of Hayley Mills and they've reimposed them. Memory photographs. Does this happen
3: at all of England, or is it
1: just... No, you can't do that, because you could see the newspaper, but over here you can't. And I think this is what stirred up a lot. You know, it says Dave Clark 5 versus the Beatles. On one page it says, I think we're... I I personally say, I think we're better than the Beatles, and the Beatles say it's not fair. And I've never made a comment the Beatles haven't. And consequently, it makes the teenagers start believing what they read, which is wrong, you know, because the Beatles are... I know very well, and we're the best of friends. And I think that competition, no matter who it is, is good because it makes you work harder and produce better records.
2: Look, well, we somebody wants to earn their ten percent, Push
1: Well, the point is, if they just put Dave Clark Five on the front of the eyes, magazine, right? that people don't buy it. But if they put something which is controversial, like Dave Clark Five versus the Beatles, in other words, they're having a fight. Yeah. People will buy the magazines just to read the scandal. <laughs>
0: Talking about things like, is the Dave Clark Five really breaking up and things like this? How yeah. Yeah. you yeah.
2: get that? Oh, and the beat was, the, hey, must going through hell, you know, about uh, them, uh, John's marriage and Paul's getting his marriage, you know, when we were in America. Um, yeah.
1: The headline, they, yeah, the
2: headline was Paul McCartney Gets Married, yeah. You know? The poor devil's only
3: going out with a girl. I mean, it's <laughs> quite normal. You feel it's fine you get into the
1: these same uh, situations
2: happening. Well, you sure. do. Yeah,
1: and it's we <laughs> 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 But There's one very true thing. When you're successful, you're always being knocked. And the thing to, true, I suppose, yeah. the time to worry is when you don't get knocked. But sometimes people are a bit vicious and they say right. things the same as they say you're married and you're not, and you're engaged and you're not, and, you know, these type of things. But it's something you've got to put up with. Uh, so
3: Dave, do, uh, do you have a birthday coming up personally?
1: Yes, I have, yes. We what should get that? the group to sing Happy Birthday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it,
0: December or something? 15th mine, yes. No, we've given away a great trade secret <laughs> here. sister. <It's killed> <laughs> <Good, but> mine's <laughs> December 6th, by the <laughs> way. I get
2: my One question,
0: I think, is on everybody's minds in North America, because of the advent, the tremendous uh, influx of British talent, and, and well-deserved, too, because of the sound, let me say, Uh, There's a lot of talk about what is wrong with British radio, the fact that there's hardly any independence. I know people in this town who are from England who call me and say, uh, gee, we listened to Radio Luxembourg and most recently to Radio Caroline. Now, what what is going to happen? I mean, do you think this would change the music scene over there?
1: Um, It's something they've got to accept, you know, that commercial radio has got to come in, but, you know, Um, You take the size of Britain and the size of America and Canada, it's a lot bigger. We've just got the BBC, which has got Light and Home, which are two um, networks, and um, Radio Caroline, and now Luxembourg. Um, It's a thing they've got to accept, but I don't think it will get to the stage it is in America. I think you will get um, perhaps two or three commercial radio stations, and that will be the lot. You think it'll
3: come
1: up, do you? Oh, yes, it's got to.
3: How much exposure did your uh, (laughs) records get uh, before Radio Caroline, say? on the, on well, the we BBC done, networks?
1: We've done very well um, because um, Caroline wasn't out when um, our first three records come out but there's a lot of groups unknown groups which Caroline has made which is great because it gives everybody a chance and now in a British hit parade anybody can get it with a commercial record which is good.
3: But how many programs actually do they have on the BBC networks uh, programming
1: your time? Hours a week you could say something like um, the most Twenty-four hours a week, which is nothing. I understand that. Had seven days a week at Radio Luxembourg. The record companies, why they, the they sponsor? Yes, you, you get a sponsor, the same as you do here, and they sponsor their product. And plus, they only play their records. If it's Columbia, which is EMI, mm-hmm. they only play EMI records or Decca, and they only play their records. You know, what label capital. Are you on in England? We're, we're on EMI, which is Columbia, but over in Canada here, it's um. Capital. 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 Say, so, do they have any TV showcases in uh, talking about television now in England for groups like your own? Oh, now, uh, yeah. As regards to, now, there's one thing we have got which the Americans haven't got is that the tele, the medium of television for the pop scene is excellent. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, going back as far as eight years, we had a thing called um, Six Five Special, and then we had another program called Oh Boy. Well now this producer of these two particular programs is now in America doing Shindig, which is, oh boy, exactly the same, which is an excellent program. But we have about six or seven pop shows a week on television, when you consider their network throughout the country, and they're very good. It's very good exposure.
3: Therefore you get just about as much exposure on TV Oh as yes, because I think, radio. you
1: know, it's t- television is it's great, radio is a tremendous impact, but um, to see you on television as well rounds it off.
0: Yeah, as you see, as you know, in North America, the only exposure any talent gets, such as your group, Dave, uh, is through records on radio because there's hardly,
1: except for yeah. the CBC government network, uh, is there any live radio shows anymore? Oh, you get live radio on um, where you actually play live mm. on the shows, yes, on BBC a lot, um, about one a day, um, an hour a day. Which brings up another question. Uh, your records as compared to a live performance. How do you rate this yourself? Um, well, it depends, you know This is a very controversial thing um, On the Ed Sullivan show we got over it over here because the first time we came over we went into the studio with the engineers and worked out the sound Often you get an engine you're as good as your engineer really you can produce the sound But it's that man in the box if he's not with it. You've had it, you know I've, I've done a television show once um, where they featured the sax, doing a sax solo, and he was blasting out, and it was in a theatre, and he was, play, he was playing great, then this was, but on the screen he was, play, there was nothing, you know, he hadn't bothered to bring the mic up, but they're getting over it. It's a thing you have to bear. What is the biggest,
0: and we're getting close to the end of the interview too, and I'd like to thank you for it, uh, but uh, on your stage shows, what is your most... Uh, Complicated situation, what is the big problem
1: you have, if you do have any problems with a stage show, well, sound-wise or audio-wise? Um, no, well actually we've got a team of about six people that work for us down to electricians, lighting men, and they go into the theater, they set it up, and we don't go in there till 10 minutes before the show. So everything's set up.
3: Dave, just one other question. Uh, How do you feel about being idolized by the teenagers? Does it become annoying some of the time, or is it... uh
1: Um, No, we get very flattered by it. The only thing we get annoyed about is um, if people meet you at airports or they wait backstage or they come down to the hotel, we'd like to see them. But the point is the management of the hotel and the security and police will not allow us. And often they think it's us, and they say, oh, we're too snobbish to see them which isn't true we like to see as many people as we can but unfortunately it's out of our hands
0: well that's just about wraps it up we don't want to take any of your time we know you have a tight schedule and on behalf of sea fun and the cbc television network uh, we'd like to thank you for taking this time by the way one question did you really catch a fish in seattle out the window eight sharks eight
1: sharks yeah and oh no come fish. on really? seriously yeah. yes. eight
2: sharks <laughs> and a dogfish
1: animal, animal <laughs> And a macro. and a macro. Macro. whiting <laughs> It was eight sharks.
0: Thank you. And you get our vote as one of the most cooperative groups. And uh, thank on you. behalf of everybody in the room, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. And thank the you. Dave Clark Five. Thank, thank, thank you very much.